Jesus 
Oh, they don't know 
Thank you, Father. We are here because of you. Speak to us as you wish. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Kindly welcome somebody and say hello to the person. We are 5,000 people gathered here tonight. Praise God. Okay. We are on the final part of the details of the spirit. Details of the spirit. And this is the, the final part. Hallelujah. But before we get on to this final part, I would like to share some thoughts with you. Praise God. You know, Most people in this world are prone to what will solve their problem. Do you agree? A lot of people want solution to their problems, isn't it? And it's one of the main reasons why. Do you, do you want the light? Mr. Charles, do you want that? You want oh, you're okay. You're okay. And that is a, one of the reasons why people will be very attracted to why they think solution is. People will sacrifice and dry out even their accounts for what they believe will buy or give them solution. So it's 
mostly even the reason why some people would even go to church because they have problems. Who doesn't have a problem here? There's a problem somewhere. Everybody has a challenge. Everybody has something that distracts them sometimes. You believe it. But the question is, how many people want to know how to stop a problem before even it even comes? Am I making sense? We have problems. We have this. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, help me. Man of God, I have problems. Help me. And so we have defined the church to be a solution-given place. You understand? And therefore, the purpose, the cause of Christ for the church has to be redefined because everywhere he went, he was doing good. And the good he was doing was that people had problems and he was helping them solve. But you realize that Jesus gave a lifestyle to the disciples which should be a lifestyle for every believer. Hallelujah. Why, why do we go to school? Anybody with an answer? Why do we go to school? Why do we go to school? To acquire knowledge. Yes, it's true. It's very true. Anybody else? To be analytical, solving life's problems. Yes. That's true. Mostly the very basis why education is there. And this word, if you have solutions for people, they want to be with you. True or not true? Mostly if you have solutions for people, they want to be where you are because you got solutions for them. That is why people are very rich because they know how to offer what you think a solution and at the same time too, it has caused a lot of problems because what they thought was the solution was not the solution. And do you realize that after every problem has been solved, there is another problem. But the wisdom of the lifestyle Jesus gave to the disciples has not been very effective in Christians. You understand? So we go to school because, as he said, to acquire knowledge, to be analytical. Why would you have 
to receive the knowledge and have the skills to be able to analyze issues. It is not just to solve problems, right? But it's just to be able to anticipate problems and stop them before they come. Am I speaking wisdom? And it reflects in even what we pray for. It reflects in our conversations and it reflects in our decision making. It reflects. It reflects. But knowledge is given to help you with anticipation. You understand? Can you pull him back, please? Yes. What kind of distraction? Knowledge is given because of what? Anticipation. For example, let me show you this. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. First Timothy. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. Hmm. Um, read first from the KJV, the King James Version, and then we switch to we switch to AMPC. KJV first. First Timothy three fifteen. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the, and the ground of the truth. Amen. Amen. What is the church? The church is two things. The word pillar and what the ground of truth. Now let's just go deeper just to understand what this pillar, what this... Can you do AMPC, Amplified Classic? What is this thing? What is the ground? We know pillar, but what ground are we talking about here? Let's just have a glimpse of what ground is. First Timothy 3.15. Yeah. If I am detained, you may know how people ought to conduct themselves in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and stay the prop and support of the truth. Amen. So the church is the pillar and the stay of truth. The support of the truth. Do you understand? That is the church. When you say I'm going to church, you are going to a place of the pillar of truth and a place of the support or where truth stays. So truth is supposed to work Stay in the church. And truth is supposed to be, the church is supposed to be pillar of that truth. So it is holding the truth and it is supporting the truth. That is church. The church is the pillar. And it's also the support. 
of truth. So when you go to church, you are expecting an impartation of what? Truth. Am I speaking wisdom here? But is that what we think of when we are going to church? Why do you think that almost 90% of the people called members in the church are powerless? Have you realized it? About 90% of the people in the church that go to church at one time, most of them are powerless. No powerful person looks for solution because you are powerful. Was Jesus on earth looking for solution for his life? No. Jesus wasn't looking for solution because he had power. If you have power, if you have money, do you look for riches? You have the money so you are worthy. You don't look for riches. You have the riches and then you want to have more. True or not true? But why has it changed? Why has it changed? What is the reason why God gives, say, a man of God or a woman of God to start a church? What is the reason? What do you think is the reason for that? What do you think is the reason for that? You have appointed you to start a church. Why? 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 I have appointed you to start a church. Why would God do that? Why would he do that? The Holy Spirit give gifts and in diverse ways. Uh -huh. Expresses himself in uh, diverse ways. In, uh, in diverse ways. Uh, using different objects. Using different methods. Uh, he can direct somebody do this, do that. For example, um, uh, Jesus cured people in uh, several ways. Mm -hmm. But if we were to do those things today, mm -hmm. uh, people will attribute uh, those, some of those things to satanic practices. For yes. example, I, I, I do remember Jesus spat on the floor and used saliva yes. to either open the eyes of yes. somebody. Yes. But if a pastor should do that today uh, in a current dispensation, mm -hmm. it will be attributed to satanic practices. Mm -hmm. People may not understand. Mm -hmm. At times, people use water. Uh, they ask somebody to go and 
bathe in like seven rivers seven times. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, there are waters, rivers, are the place where the person, the sick person was coming from. So this is one of the things. Jesus expresses, uh, God expresses himself in diverse ways. Um, and it's all based on faith that is at the root of everything that God does. It depends on faith. Faith Faith is at the core of everything. All right. Thank you. Faith is at the core of everything. We are still looking at why God still makes calls people to start churches. Because we have a lot of church around, right? Lots of churches around. Do we need new ones? The last time I sat here, Sin is not finished. So we still need more churches. Right? And some of these churches have also deviated from the true cause. As it is a call for more. Now, if you remember this, Jeremiah 3.15, I'll give you pastors according to my heart who will feed you with what? knowledge and understanding. So, the first and foremost part is that there is something God wants to feed his people with. Knowledge and understanding. And Isaiah said that in our days, wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of our times. How are you going to get the kind of wisdom, the kind of knowledge, the kind of understanding what God wants to give? It is where the pillar and the ground of truth is. And that is what? The church. So the church should be able to feed the people of God with what? Knowledge. The knowledge of God, the wisdom of God, the understanding of God. And once you are being fed, here is the problem. This area, what I'm going to talk about now, whilst you are being fed, with what? The knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding, it should reflect in your life. When a child is not well um, not nourished, there's a deficiency. Lack of protein will show a, de a deficiency, right? Lack of vitamin C will show a, a deficiency. Lack of carbohydrate will show. And even as you are growing, and I realize that some things are not going well in your body. The doctor can tell you you are, you are lacking this. So you need to have some supplement to help you get back this thing that is missing in your body. Right? Because that means you are not having much intake of it. So it's not showing in your, in your body. It's making you not be full as you should. Whole, wholeness in your body. So when there is wisdom, when there is Knowledge, when there was understanding, being fed the people in the church, it should reflect in their Christian body. Do you are you understanding? There should be a reflection. It should show that yo, I have been filled with wisdom, and you can see it. You don't declare it that look, I have wisdom. Where, where does it show? It should be seen. 
Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the character of a person is formed from the thoughts first. And Paul says that be renewed. Don't be conformed to the systems of this world, but be renewed. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. He says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting out imaginations because your character is first formed in your mind, your thoughts. David said, let the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth be acceptable unto you because my character is formed first in my mind. And that is why you start feeding the church, the people in the church, with the wisdom, with the knowledge, with the understanding of God. Why? So they can start having a right mind. So you frame your mind. Your mind is your world. A world that you can create by yourself is your mind. And God gives you the tools. And what are the tools? What we share. The word. That gives wisdom. David said that your word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. He says, the entrance of your word causes light for Tizo. And it gives understanding to the simple. The simple means the ignorant, the foolish. It gives understanding to the foolish. Your word is a light unto my feet and a light unto my path. You understand? So the word comes and how do you, listen, you should be able to judge if the food is tasty or not. If the food is well nutritious or not. Why? If I come and put uncooked peanut butter soup and uncooked rice, you will know it. So you can know the richness of a word by what it contains. As you hear the word, you can know that this word is enriched with a certain type of wisdom. That wisdom that you are receiving shall reflect in your character. True or not true? So the word shall help you what? Form your thoughts. And then your thoughts begin to give you the right words to say. And as you are saying the right words, you are having a habit. A habit from the things that you have heard and the things that you've kept, then it becomes your character. It places you in your destiny. So it is not that the church or the people of God should always be found attracted to where they call solutions to their problems. They should be attracted to where the tool to prevent the problem is. But you don't have it. Why? The ability to learn is a deficiency in the body of Christ. Do you believe it, believe it or not? The, the charisma, the enthusiasm to learn has become a disease in the church. People don't want to learn. People don't want to learn. And God wants to feed his people so they don't become prone to give me a solution. They, they become prone to I know how to live. 
So you become a solution to those who are ignorant. And then they start learning from you. And they also become solutions to others. And they start teaching them. And they also start learning. And it becomes a generation of, of, of what? Lack of deficiency. Of anything. When it comes to God and his power. So I ask you a question. Where is your power? The reason why you can't find your power. Is probably you also have that disease. Unreadiness to learn. Or unreadiness to consistently put to work that which you have received is a chronic disease in the church of Christ. Can I be honest with you? Praise God. Because you see, in my quietness, I was reflecting on growth. Growth as in individual people, individuals, we go to church, but everybody's an individual. And I'm analyzing from the days I, I became a Christian. I mean, I was born into it, but when I, I, my eyes got open into Christianity, from those days till now, I've tried to analyze the lives of the people I ever knew and see what they produced from their spirit up to now. And I began to realize there was a deficiency in the church. Generally, the church is sick. Number one, people who have calling and don't even know. Number two, people who know and are not willing. Number three, people who know and are willing but are lazy. Are you catching it? And the next one, people who know they are willing, they are not lazy, but they don't feel like they are different categories. That's what I'm saying. That's, that sickness is a chronic disease. The church of God in general and we cannot continue in that sickness. That is the reason why many are weak and beggarly. That's why many are, are not able to be receptive to the spirit of God. The presence and the voice of the spirit. They are not able. One of the difficult things for Christians who are the children of God is to hear his voice. Your own father's voice. Your own father's voice. Why? The learning deficiency is in the church. They become bored at a point. You realize that? They become bored at a point. Why? The sickness shows up. The sickness shows up. Look at this. Galatians chapter 4 verse 19. The King James Version first. Galatians 4 19. I'll go to what God, the, the final part, but I want to open your eyes to something. Do you have it? King James first, yes. 
Galatians 4.19. Yes. My little children, of whom I travail and birth again until Christ be formed in you. Amen. Amen. The Amplified Classic. AMPC. Amplified version. Yeah. My little children, for whom I am again suffering birth pangs unto Christ is completely and permanently formed, molded within you. Yes. Amen. Amen. The, you, you made some things? Galatians 4, 19. Oh, that's what you're looking for. Oh, you can just write it down. <laughs> we are way past. Oh, my. It's just after Second Corinthians. Okay, so, yeah. All right. Hallelujah. The idea here, you know what? Paul is telling the Galatian church. I travail. Now, he put the word there again. That means he tried the first time, it didn't work. 419. It didn't work. He says, and then he says, whom I travel. Remember that these are the same Galatians he called the old foolish Galatians. He was having troubles making them grow. You catch it? And then he says, until Christ is what? Completely and permanently formed in you. Are you hearing? There, there should be that time in your life where you have the totality of Christ, the completeness and permanency of Christ in you. And the evidence to show it are his works. The first thing Jesus gave the disciples was instructions. He met them and said what? Follow me. True or not true? The first thing he gave the disciples. But the first thing he gave the people who were not the disciples was Proverbs. He was preaching in Proverbs. But he gave the disciples the first thing instruction. And the next thing he gave them was to open their eyes to the Father. To give them relationship. And to impart into them the knowledge of the Father. That is, that is what he did with them. He gave them a lifestyle. And Paul who joined them and also received Jesus. You see, somebody says, I have received Jesus in my life. I am saved. Of course you are saved. Reception is different from formation. You have received Jesus in your life. He is your Lord. But he is not formed in you. When we say something is formed, it's a process. To receive Jesus by faith, it happens even now. I receive Jesus in my life. That means you have received the salvation he gives. You understand? It's one thing to receive the salvation. It's another thing to, re to become the one who gave the salvation. Christ is formed in you means you have become Christ. Paul says, when you look into the mirror, that means when you look into the word of God, you are metamorphosed into the same image of Jesus Christ. 
He was speaking, he says, until we all come to the full stature of the, of the Son of God. There was a measure of Christ we should have. That is why the church is there. Are you hearing me? But if it's not, if it is not reflecting, if it's not showing after the, the, the receiving of the word, after the training of the word, then that, there's a sickness. Listen to this. Jesus said to all of his disciples that were around him, he came to a time, apart from the 12, he had 70 other people who came to join. You understand? And then he told them, until you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you cannot inherit the kingdom. And they left him. Listen, they what? Left him. Because of what he said. <laughs> Papa, because of what, is, of what he said, if you don't drink my blood and eat my flesh, you cannot have the kingdom. They said you were a witch. You don't speak like that. They left him. First of all, why were they with him? Don't be afraid who leaves you. There's a reason why they came. Are you hearing? There's a reason why they came. Why did they come in the first place? One time he was somewhere in there. A lot of people went to him and said, you're not even come because I was even doing miracles. You are come because you heard I fed some people before. I fed them some time ago. See why sometimes people come into your life and you are happy because oh, they are coming, they are around and you are happy. But when he said the real truth to them, when he gave them their cause, he gave them his purpose. He gave them his vision. He gave them the key to inherit the power. They said, ah, you don't speak well. And then he turned to the 12, his main guys, and said, do you also want to go? What did Peter say? What did Peter say? Where are we going? For you have the words of eternity. See why they were with him? Because they knew him. The 70 left. They didn't know him. But remember this. They left. But the same Jesus was praying in John 17. And he said, of all those you gave me, I lost none. Except the son, not the children, the son of perdition. Talking about probably Judas. But already 70 had left. But he said, of all you gave me, I lost none. There are some people who come in your life, God didn't give them to you. Those 70 came because they saw a sign. But the 12 came because there was a purpose, including Judas. What are we saying? If the church is the ground and pillar of truth, what should reflect in the church is what? Truth. And Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So you see, you don't go to church because you have a problem. But something that can stop problems is the truth that make you free. If somebody is free, what does it mean? No matter what you throw at the person, the person is free. Have you seen a drunk guy before? 
You slap the drunk guy, he's still drunk. Have you seen a weak guy? The guy is so high. He's so high that he doesn't even see you. When it comes to Christ, why are we full of these things? We are not high enough. We are not drunk enough. Paul said, don't be drunk with wine. We're in excess. But be filled with the spirit. We are not filled. We are not filled. So we easily get hurt. We are easily broken. We are easily down. We easily give up. Why? The truth. The truth. Somebody buys a cigarette and it's written there. What this thing you are buying can do to you. And the person said, give me four packs. Conviction of addiction has given him shamelessness and is ready to die. Why don't we have it as Christians? We lack the conviction. We lack the addiction of Christ. We lack the shamelessness. You understand? We lack the shamelessness. Bible says in the days of his power, his people shall be willing. So if there's not some willingness, is it because there's no power? We are not in the days of his power. Of course we are. But the positioning of the soul is a problem. Am I too fast? Or am I too... I don't understand. Are you... Are you get what I'm trying to say? Every pastor of a church that God places like, okay, you start this church, has a certain dimension with God. Every, every pastor, whether as apostle, whatever, let's use the general word pastor has a certain what? Dimension with God. That God wants to, through that dimension with that pastor, bring his people in. You understand? I can't say every pastor because some start churches because they got angry in their former churches and they left. So they felt like starting another church. Those things, I'm talking about genuinely, genuine calling, where there was a mandate to start a church. God gives them a certain dimension. Now, as they, they, those pastors move with God, God increases the dimension. And the main reason is because he wants to put the people in the church or the people who will ever be part of the church into that dimension. It is called growth and acceleration. It's called becoming the real spiritual person you should be. Do you understand it? Do you understand it? And let me tell you this. The true dimension of Christ is the dimension of knowledge. 
We call it the spirit of revelation, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding, the seven spirit of God. Do you remember? It's a dimension. But you see, you will not be able to pull up the people, okay, into that, that dimension straight out. Why? Because there's a process. Did you catch it? Jesus couldn't straight away put the disciples in his dimension. For three years, he was preparing them for a dimension. Do you understand it? So it's a process. But the problem is that if there is a sickness of or the deficiency of not wanting to learn, how can you go through the process? God showed me a vision. We, I was at the church and we had gone for waiting, okay? The whole church went. And the worship was going on. Just like an evening like this. We get at like, I think 6 p.m. or so. In the room. Then the Lord said, come. So I was just sticking. We, we were at a field, beautiful field. But there were ashes. The, the, the field got burnt. Beautiful field. It got burnt. It was ashes. And I, I received wisdom. I received wisdom. Every stage as a plant should have a kind of nourishment or anything at all can make the beauty chaff. Chaff. Bent off. Beautiful. Everybody in this world is a beautiful soul. Until you are empty of his presence. Until you are empty of his voice. Bible said there's an axe laid at every tree. And the tree that does not bear fruit is what? Cut off. Then he showed me a beautiful field of tomatoes. Only tomatoes. Fresh, big ones. But in a short time, they all got perished. And I said, but why? He said, because my people don't want to go through the process. What process? You were a beautiful tomato. You were, you were, you were a beautiful tomato on the field. But until you were processed and preserved, as raw as you are, you can fade out. Then he asked me, when we have the thin tomatoes, okay, and then the raw tomatoes, which one is fast to perish? What's the answer? The fresh one easily perishes. Why? Yes. <laughs> Why? 
Why does it perish? It doesn't go through the process. <laughs> but the process is hard. You have to take it out. Get into the machine. Go, if you were to meddle and you were going through a machine, you will feel pains. And he told me, the learning process for my people to become preserved and well kept is the problem. So, they perish anytime. And what's the main cause of perishing? Lack of knowledge. My people perish. The process of knowledge is too hard. It's too boring. It's whatever word you can find. And what happens to the church? What happens to the church? What, uh, what is the position of your soul in the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the spirit? What is your position? Think about it. The position of your soul in the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the spirit reflects in your fellowship with him. And that's what it reflects. It shows in your walk with him. It shows in your manifestations. What you manifest shows the position of your soul before Christ. What you manifest. And what do you manifest? Serious question. What do you manifest? So when a child goes to school and still the child can't speak the language being taught and other things, what do you, tell, what do you say about the child? The child is dull. <laughs> Because others cannot speak well in the same class. You are not speaking well. Why? What is, what is the darkness for? Then they begin to diagnose and realize that, oh, the church has, what's that word? Where they spell backwards. There's uh, a, a, a something. Where they, spell, they see letters backwards. Ecclesia was dyslexia. The, the child spells backward. Some can speak but can't write. Then you realize that there are issues. And where are the issues coming from? The point of imaginations. The child sees the word and it goes backwards. That is why the Holy Spirit is given to us. To teach us. That's what I'm asking. What is your, the placement of your soul when it comes to the Holy Spirit? In wisdom, in knowledge, in understanding. Where is your soul placed? 
Because we will see that that deficiency of lack of learning will not reflect in you. And if lack of learning is not in your system, then it should be at the place of his will by now. Are you at the place of his will? Are you at the place of his will? So, for me, that it is not like an excitement. Okay? It is not an excitement to preach. Paul says, I am indebted. Woe is me if I don't what? Preach. Because your soul is going to die. Something's going to happen. It's, it's, it's a necessity you have to do. But the excitement should be the result of the word preached. True or not true? How many of us, after writing our notes, come to church, write, 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 write? We go back and reflect. I told you there's a deficiency. <laughs> write, 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 go back, go out, reflect. Before I realize you're in the church, write another note. And then we go back, same character, same things. Everything in this world is everything, everything, everything going on. We still come back and still write more. There was a deficiency. Because what was written hasn't been practiced. You realize that the words you wrote are rising to become your character. So it becomes very hard. I have I've realized that God is really suffering. Why? The Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. Imagine you knowing the end from the beginning and you still have to relate to people who don't know the end from the beginning. It's hard because you want to give them what to help them because you have seen the end. But because they are in their beginning and their present, they think you are disturbing them. For out of respect, maybe they will listen to you. But out of their will, out of their deficiency, they are not going to do it. But you have seen the end. And you are telling them, do this. Learn this. Have this. Be able to go here. Go, go keep going. See this. But we are not seeing it because we are, we are here. And so we, we are in a, in a situation. We are in a problem. And you are trying to give us what wisdom are you talking about? And wisdom says, I have called you in the market. I've called you in open places. I've called you everywhere. But you left me. He says, when you fall, I will mock you. You haven't seen this in the Bible? <laughs> because when you are ignoring the signs and the teachings and the, and the instructions, you will fall. True or not true? Oh, am I not speaking to people in the church? You see, you don't like the message. Like, we can close you. Hmm. Ah. 
Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. You see, I, I don't want to preach long, but because you are not able to give me the answers, it's like I have to go back and show you the answers. And it makes me talk long. It's not because I'm a long preacher. <laughs> but I don't have a problem with it. Once you don't have a problem with my long preaching, because I'm not doing it just for myself, or because you have to know something, or you don't believe it. If you have Proverbs chapter 1, start from verse 20, from the King James Version. Proverbs 1, start from verse 20. Do you have it? Proverbs 1, uh, verse 20. Wisdom cried without. She altered her voice in the street. She cried in the chief place of concourse, in the, in the openings of the gates. In the city, she altered her words, saying... You know what? Because of the old words, let me just help you not to bother yourself too much. I like what is, it is there, but to help you, just do the Passion Translation. Probably it will be too busy. So open to the Passion Translation of the same Proverbs 120 so that the words will be simple and then you can get the picture of what I'm trying to. This is wisdom's warning, okay? Uh, please, what I'm saying, if it's not in the Bible, trade away. I, I'm, I'm just fooling. But if you find it in the Bible, you, you got to be serious. Do you have it, please? Let's go. Wisdom's praises are sung in the street and celebrated far and wide. Okay. Yet wisdom's song is not always heard in the halls of the higher learning. Wisdom's song is not what? Always heard in the halls of the higher learning. That's why we have seen presidents who are very big fools. We have seen kings and they've showed forth high level of stupidity. Yet they were kings. And you would think that this person is a diplomat. They should have high learning. But they lack wisdom. So go on for me. I don't want to waste time here. Just watch something. Let's go. No, read from verse 20 to 33. Yes. Go for me, please. But in the hustle and bustle of everyday life, mm -hmm. its lyrics can always be heard above the din of the crowd. Okay. You will hear wisdom's warning as she preaches courageously to those who stop to listen. So wisdom is still preaching to those who are stop to listen. Wisdom is still preaching. All right. Foolish ones, mm -hmm. how much longer will you cling to your deception? Okay. How much longer will you mark wisdom? Okay. You cynical snorers will fight the facts. Hmm. Come back to your senses and be restored to reality. Mm -hmm. Don't even think about refusing my rebuke. My rebuke? Don't you know that, I, that I'm ready to pour out my spirit of wisdom upon you and mm -hmm. bring to you the revelation of my words? That will make your heart wise. Okay. I've called to you over and over. I have what? Called to you over and over. Mark these words. Mm -hmm. Still, you refuse to come to me. Deficiency of London. I've pleaded with you again and again. Mm -hmm. Yet you turn a deaf ear to my voice. All right. Because you have laughed at my counsel and have insisted on continuing in your stubbornness. Uh -huh. I will laugh when you calamity comes and will turn away 
from you at the time of your disaster. Wait. Wisdom says what? I will laugh at your calamity and turn away from you at the time of your disaster. So, the words of wisdom and knowledge that is coming from the Spirit of God being preached, you write it down. You have the audio. You are listening or whatever you do. But we don't see it reflecting your life. The same words will laugh at you. It's called judgment. This is not when you are standing before Jesus. Right in your face. If people enjoy suffering and looking for solutions, that will be their lives until they die in their, in their, in their whatever. That is not what God wants for us. Do you realize that even the purpose of the prophetic gift has become a problem. Now we think that the prophetic gift is for solutions. It's for problems. The prophetic gift shall solve problems. But when you study the scriptures, the prophetic gift is to empower you, open your eyes and stabilize your life. Is that what we are seeing these days? Now, most of the prophets enjoy the attention of help me out and the benefits that come out of it. This is my wife. Two people, I, I receive a prophetic voice and instruction for them. I, I haven't said anything yet because I'm not interested in the fact that I exhibit prophetic prowess or whatever. I am interested in the outcome and the stability of the thing until the people are matured. You can never water a stone. You're wasting your life. You're wasting your time. Jesus said that the seed, some fell among tongues, some fell among rocks, and they were not able to grow. You, you end up exhibiting gifts before stones. And what happens? So you see a lot of crowd. More than half of them are chronic sinners. And you don't know why. Do you know the most dangerous sin? Whatever you do, that is without faith and love, is a very dangerous sin. Because you cannot be corrected of it. If you met someone in the church and the person said, oh, I'm sorry, I impregnated three people in the church. You can help them, right? You can help fix their minds. But if you help face somebody who lacks love and faith, what do you do? When Jesus went to his hometown to heal the sick, and then they doubted him, the Bible says he was, he was amazed, shocked at their unbelief that he couldn't do any mighty works. The next day, he went into the synagogue and started teaching. That's the best thing he could do for them. Teach them. To give them something, some understanding. That's the best thing he could do. If somebody. Called a child of God. Shows anything without faith and love. It's a sin. Why? There is the association. Of greediness. 
selfishness, rebelliousness, stubbornness. And Bible says stubbornness or rebelliousness is as a sin of witchcraft. If I do anything for you without faith, without love, why am I doing it? Why am I doing it? There's something at the back of my mind against you. And it's very dangerous. That is why Jesus came and showed forth all the dimensions of love. And, and, and opened the people to all the dimensions of faith. Because he needs these two. Faith without love doesn't work. Love without faith doesn't work. Without these two, you are sinning. Because there is pride in it also. Do you catch the picture? I have learned something about this scripture of Proverbs. He says, if you don't listen and your calamity comes, I will laugh at you. <laughs> it is sad, right? But that's the character of Christ. Why do you think he that came as a lamb will one day come forth as a thief and show himself as a judge? Why? Same Jesus. He came as a lamb that was slain. The time is coming. He says, I will come like a thief. And then the next thing is that he is judging. Why? Why these three characters? Why these three characters? We have come to a position. You need people to come to the church, right? Isn't it? And so you, you, you are under a certain uh, pressure or a certain position where you should be afraid that the little will go, the few will go. If you want to speak the truth, you should be afraid because when they will go, and if they'll go, there's no church. So you shut up, like they will say, excuse me, say, suck it up. And then what happens? You know, just pampas muscle, just 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 lie low. Let, because you want people to stay. But if I do that, I'm a wicked person. Because whether I like it or not, the 70 went. And the 12 stayed. Those that God has brought for you will stay. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But the devil puts that thing in you. It's, it's in a lot of churches. You know, these are the people that are sponsoring the man of God. He wants to preach in London. He are sponsoring his ministry, right? Just like they were sponsoring for Jesus. And so Jesus was afraid, no. If I don't show you that this is truth, I have murdered you. Do you know why? Because I've wasted your time. And anybody who takes time from people and wastes it is a murderer. It's a murderer. It is not about excitement that we have gathered. There was a preacher. There was a singer. 
There's an instrumentalist. It's not that. It is about what? The results of the impact. We are here because there's an impact for your life. Do you agree? There's an impact for your life. And you should be able to get into it because life will show you how much you were given and how much you lost. The same life. The same life. A woman got married. Her husband was very committed in the church. He would spend time and serve and bless people. Then the wife realized that the husband's time is not given to her. So she tried to take the husband out of the church. Started introducing the husband to clubbing. Other things. Then he started liking it. On Sundays, no church. Let's, let's have fun with friends. And then she realized that she was now losing her husband even worse. Because now he is committed to the clubbing and the friends. So she still doesn't have the attention. And now she was trying to get, take her husband back to the church. She would rather prefer to lose her husband to the things of God than to the things of the bottles. You know the bottles, right? Alcohol and those stupid things. And so she was trying. We should never think. For example, one thing I keep meditating, I can never think that I'm helping God. My obedience to his call is not me helping him. They told him, let them stop making noise. He said, if they stop, I will raise up stones. I'm not helping him. I'm helping myself. Escape his wrath. And be his delight. I'm saving my soul. At the same time, a necessity is laid. Do you know what? Shows, give me, gives me a clarity that I've, I've hit another dimension of the power of God. Hmm. Maybe I'm talking, I'm saying too much. Maybe I'm saying too much. Maybe I'm saying too much. Any task that the Lord gives and it looks impossible. Shows a dimension you have with him. If you have two children. One is 20 years old. One is four years old. Will you give difficult tasks to the four years old? Why? It's not much old. But the difficult ones are given to the more mature ones. It shows a dimension. So if you don't have that thing from God, you know you're aging the realms. And God wants to age you well in his presence and his dimensions and he puts you at the place where he can feed you with what will grow you and become the person he wants you to be. Overcome the deficiency which is in the general church. The unwillingness to consistently learn and grow. Overcome that thing. 
it is, it is a level of pride in the realms of the spirit. Anyone who, who is given the words and, and, does, and refuses or is not able to show commitment to that word, to show zealousness to the instruction. You know why the word of God comes as an instruction? At the same time, a learning. If there's not something you, you, you are ready to stay with, grow with, or open to, that's a problem. That's a problem. Do you realize it? Or you don't see it? There is a problem. So my excitement is not in Oh, by the grace of God, we have 500 people. And they are not showing you for the reflections of what they are hearing. What is the pride in it? What is the happiness in it? Do you catch it? What is the glory in it? Oh, when you go to their church, oh, the, the, oh man, the sound, the dancing, everything is powerful. How many of them have grown to the stature of wisdom? Where they are handling difficult tasks from the Spirit of God. How many of them? What is the use? What is the use? <laughs> My father gave birth to 12 children. To 11, sorry. All the 11. If we are not able to fulfill certain things that a parent wants to see, it's a waste. Can you imagine your children are all drunkards? Rapists? Three of them have impregnated their security wards. <laughs> Four of them have committed suicide. What have you achieved? But somebody gives back to one. And that one is a mighty person in life. That is a fulfillment. The wisdom here, where two or three is not a consolation is a statement of truth and wisdom. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. Why did he say where two or three? Why? He should be interested in the thousands. I am interested in the thousands. But a thousand without the, the, the result. But at the same time, it is good to have a thousand with results. Is it possible? It can be possible if the heart is ready. Let me ask you this. God said every plant should produce itself and multiply. Right? If I'm talking about those who have been here since we started. Okay, that's the truth. So you are excluded. <laughs> if the seed given you is of worth, okay, you will sweat blood to make sure it grows and it reflects. The woman, the Samarian woman, when Jesus gave her 
the pages of her life. She ran to the town and said, come and see. Have you done your come and see? Come and see. Do you think she was there waiting for people to give excuse? Oh, we would have come, but no, no, no. He's, she said, come and see. The force and the energy pulled the people to go and see Christ. Until we are able to show some energy. Paul says, I have put my energy on this one thing. Until we are able to put our energy in, in, in telling people, come and hear, come and see. What does it mean? We are not convinced. We are not convicted. We are not there yet. I told you how I will receive visitation. For example, this scripture I'm about to give you is the third one, the third part of the details of the spirit. If the Holy Spirit will visit me and give a word for this number, what do you think? And this is not the first time. So many times. And then he wants to give you this same relationship where you will have him visit you. You will have him show himself to you. You will have him talk with you and give you details and secrets. I told you, one of the things that show that you are very much in the spirit are the secrets he tells you. When was the last time I, I said this? I, I made a statement a long time ago. Have you had secrets from him? Has he visited you with secrets? You see the deficiency? It's in the general church. It's in the general church. Look. Every mandated pastor called by God to start a church gives the church the mandate given him and where the church should go. Have I not done that? It is not a general mandate. Oh, so that I can take people to heaven. If it's about going to heaven, you don't need a church. You need salvation. You have your salvation, you can stay home. You just need your salvation. And just make sure you are in your salvation. When somebody receives a visa and a passport, does the person stay at the embassy? Where does the person go? You go home. The visa is in the passport. As long as the passport is intact, you can still travel. So what's the big deal? It goes beyond just going to heaven. Works. Your works. Your works. That is the problem. Your works. works. Jesus was opened especially to those who needed him, who liked him, who wanted him. 
That was Jesus. Those who needed him, who wanted him, who liked him, never staggered at any opposition. They remained with him. They were beating the disciples. Even Jesus told them, because of me, they will do the things to you. And they said, just increase our faith. That's all we need. We love you. We will die for you. It is called an army of hard followers. Didn't you see how they died for Jesus? And by their death, we have received hope to continue in this Christian faith. Yes. They were slapped. Paul alone, 39 beatings, five times. He didn't say, I'm done. He stayed with it. They saw it as a privilege to suffer for him. This is true love. This is true love. It is painful to show people the way and yet they choose their way. You know why it is painful? Because you know their end. You know their end. When you tell your child, move from the fire. Why? You know what will happen. And the child will still go. Still go. He can't bend me. He can't bear me. And then it burns. The child still cries back to you. But you see, I will not be the one in pain. A demon told Archbishop Duncan Williams as a young man, put your fingers in fire. He put the fingers in fire because the demon possessed him. He didn't feel the pain until the fingers were gone and the demons left. He realized he has fooled himself. He walks about with how many fingers? And it is a sign. It's a sign that you are always wanted if you move from the way. You are always wanted. A lion, I would say the devil is like a lion roaring, looking for whom to devour. Anytime you shift from the path shown you, you'll be devoured. Wisdom says, when your calamity comes, I will laugh at you. Why do you want this to happen to us? Why, why, why? I don't understand. You see, there's a character of carnality in spirituality. The person is carnal. You are, we are carnal, yet we think we are spiritual because we go to church. Because we are holding Bibles. So we think we are spiritual. That's why I'm asking you. If you think you are spiritual, what is your place, your position before the spirit in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding? See the problem we have? There are some things, no matter how I intercede, it will never work until you are. You are opened to what you are told. You are telling your child, don't put your hand in the fire and you start praying, oh God, help my child not to put the hand in the fire. You have ears. You have eyes. <laughs> hmm. Details of the spirit, we were told that what? We are giving seeds, gifts, that the Holy Spirit is willing to help us what? Multiply. Do you remember? 
And then the last time we also heard that the Spirit is willing to fight for those who put the service of the Lord as first in their lives. Do you remember? Let's look at today's own. It's a very short one. And today's own is actually in what I've already said earlier as we, we started. I started talking. So I don't even have to talk much. From the New International Revised Version, NIRV, Joshua chapter 1. From verse 1 to verse 8. Joshua chapter 1. Hmm. Joshua 1, 1 to 8. Joshua 1, 1 to 8. Yes. Moses, the servant of the Lord, died. Mm -hmm. After that, the Lord spoke to Joshua, mm -hmm. the son of Nun. Yes. Joshua was Moses' helper. Mm -hmm. The Lord said to Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. Now then, I want you and all these people to get ready to go across the Jordan River. Yes. I, I want all of you to go into the land I am about to give to the Israelites. Yes. I will give all of you every place you walk on, mm -hmm. just as I promised Moses. Mm -hmm. Your territory will reach from the Negev Desert, Desert yeah. all the way to Lebanon. Mm -hmm. The great Euphrates. Mm -hmm. Euphrates River will be to the east. Mm -hmm. The Mediterranean Sea will be to the west. Mm -hmm. Your territory will include all the Haiti's countries. Mm -hmm. Joshua, no one will be able to oppose to you as long as you live. Mm. I will be with you mm -hmm. just as I was with Moses. Mm -hmm. I will never leave you. Mm -hmm. I will never desert you. Mm -hmm. Be strong and brave. Mm -hmm. You will lead these people. Yes. They will take the land as their very own. Mm -hmm. It is the land I promised to give their people of long ago. Yes. Be strong and very brave. Yes. Make sure you obey the whole law my servant Moses gave you. Mm -hmm. Do not turn away from it to the right or to the left. Mm -hmm. Then you will have success every, everywhere you go. What is the condition of the success? All the laws Moses gave you. Do what? All right. Let's go. Verse 8. Verse 8. Never stop reading this book of the law. Oh. Day and night you must think about what it says. Mm -hmm. Make sure you do everything written in it. Mm -hmm. Then things will go well with you. Mm. And you will have great success. You will have Amen. great success. This is what the Spirit told me. Listen to this. Anyone who honestly answers the call of God is able to touch or experience things of the spirit that no one else is permitted to touch or experience. And the Holy Spirit grants you the grace to lead and oversee others. If you are able to answer his call in your life, he gives you experiences. Look, the experience Joshua had after him who had it, There are certain things that 
you can experience dimensions you can experience and touch by obeying him getting into the place of his call he wants you to do this start doing it he gives you experience we are lacking some encounters we are lacking some dimensions we are lacking some experience from the spirit because we have not entered into what he has given us. And you're not ignorant of it. He has a call. A call. There was a call in your life. There was a call. There's a call. I, I don't have to go back. We have it all. Today I sent you one, the last week's message. I don't know if you saw it. The WhatsApp. I will show you how to do it. Yeah. These things are all preached. And you have it. And he wants to give you an ex- I don't know. Are you, are you not interested in having special times with the Spirit of God? Don't you, don't you like it? I don't know. And I can't, I can't entice you or convince you about it. Because of the things of the spirit. <laughs> there are some people who begin to have experiences before they enter into their calling because those experiences are leading them into their calling. Especially if those places are at environment or areas where they are not able to hear the things you are hearing. Yes. God, Jesus himself starts helping them because they might never hear six messages of the same thing calling. This is the sixth message I preached. About these things. Check the, the thing. And after six messages, you can't remain the same. Then the sickness is too hard. I won't lie to you. I'm afraid to tell the truth. Then that deficiency there is, is, is I, I, I don't want to give it a, <laughs> it's, it's more than chronic. When we say something is malignant, what does it mean? It has come to take over. When the doctor says, hey, this cancer is malignant, we can't operate. We can't cut it. No medication. It has taken over that area. Don't, don't, make, don't, don't, don't make this deficiency in the general church malignant in your life. Hey! If I should tell you the truth, sometimes I'm afraid for you. A man doesn't tell the truth. Sometimes I'm scared for you. Do you know why? David prayed a prayer. Show me. Help me to number my days. So that I can apply my heart to wisdom. The thing is that you don't know the number of days you have. So every day is wisdom day.
Let me just leave it here. Let me just leave it here. Especially what God, Jesus told me last week, Tuesday, when I was preparing. When I came to preach, I told you. When he came and said, because I was, he gave me all this, this scripture, Exodus 8, 1 to 8. And I wanted other scriptures to support. And I was meditating on the bed. And he brought me the two scriptures. I read them to you. I read, we read 1 Peter 2, 1 to 6. And John 2, 3 to 8. These are scriptures he brought to me. <laughs> and other things he told me. Then I, I, I looked at all this, the things, because when I started teaching about this, the Holy Spirit brought me these three to add, because it, it is a place of his interest. It is me obeying his instructions. And he got delighted that, look, keep them, feed them more. Do you know what it means? That you're going to write a final exam and the head of the school brings you the questions. With the answers. What does it mean? He, he, as for the love there, that the head of the school will say, these are the questions and the answers to the success of the exam. Take it, pass it. And you are failing. It is what we call, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Because the leader, the head of the school will grieve. He will be sad. Why? I have been in that place before. One time, a teacher loved me so much. Called me by the side and gave me the math questions. Tell me the truth. Not only maths. He loved me so much. He gave me... And then my brother helped me to get the answers. And guess what? As he was teaching me, I was sleeping. Hmm. So he didn't wake me up. He wrote all the answers and said, when you wake up, learn them. I learned them. I tried, I tried, I tried. When we were done with the exam, I got 60% out of 100 the teacher came and used rule, the long ruler, to hit my head. He said, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You have, when I, I thought maybe he was just playing with me. When I we got to the end, it was ditto, ditto. Because he lied to me. <laughs> oh, yes. And that was the turn around like, look, no. This can continue. And the whole Holy Spirit, something people have died from this world and they never heard the new. He says, give to my people. After the Holy Spirit, Jesus himself came to add two more scriptures. And you are not enthusiastic about entering into this. I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm not searching the truth. I have no miracle, no magic anywhere. I said in my heart when I was working today, was it today or something? I said in my heart, after this third one, Lord, let's change the topic. Let's do maybe 14 ways to become rich. Something, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yes. Something happened. You see, everything I have with the Lord, 
It is my burning desire that you come up. Honestly. And you see, the more I'm trying to bring you there, I'm also moving. So I'm like, when can they get there, Lord? <laughs> when can they get there? Those who showed a little bit of seriousness to these messages, my first experiences of the calling, they started having it. My first experiences was dreams, seeing, having dreams and knowing what I'm called to do. Some started having, about two people or so. And I realized, I know they are getting attached to it, but I'm saying, Diana, I, I, I don't know how far it has gone. There are more things to experience. And there was a place, and I told you the last time, this is where you can make all the mistakes because we are starting. We make all the mistakes and we learn. Because nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to do anything. It's a place of starting. But it's like the heart is not there. And God can, will not do the magic. I can't also do the magic. So do you know what it means? Wisdom says, I will laugh at you. That's what wisdom is saying. That is what wisdom is saying. Do you know one of our problems? We are attracted to attachments. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? To attachments. For example, why can cancer be malignant? It's an attachment. Jesus said that when a demon is cast out from a, from a, from a, a body, the de demon go, goes to roam throughout the deserts. The demon finds no place and comes back to the same body it was cast out to and comes and realizes that mm, it's well swept. Meaning the person is in Christ, decent, but the heart does not have the word. No power, no presence, well kept, but no power. He goes and brings more seven demons stronger than him, plus him eight, and they come and enter. There is something in attachments, not just spiritually, but physically. Where people grew, sometimes it's so difficult for them to let go. Some relationships, attachments. Do you catch it? Our culture. See why a lot of Ghanaians are broke. A lot of Africans are broke. Most of them is because of African food. If you compare the price of pizza, how much is pizza? I keep saying that how much is pizza? The large size, would it be more than $20? And the toppings and all that. By two or three slices, you are getting full. How much is the yam? Ghanaian yam. 30-35. And if you don't eat it fast. By the time you are done preparing African food, you are about $100 broke. And you'll be tired. Yet you sleep and wake up, I want some fufu. Our attachment causes us a lot. And the things and the places and the people we are not ready to detach ourselves from, they will not be there to answer for us when the calamity comes. For example, 
I was born into a church. All we knew was this church. <laughs> that's where our parents were and that's where they died in. But when God was calling some of us in the family, he called us out. Not because the place was evil. No. But because of a vision. If I had said to myself, oh, I was born into this, my, it's a, it's my parents' legacy and all that, do you know what would have happened to me? Probably I would have died. Because if you are not in the perfect will of God and you are in the permissive will of God, you can die at any time. Tell you the truth. Even Paul gives us further good and what? Perfect. He says, Present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and uh, acceptable to that, that you may be able to prove that is what? Good, perfect. Can we read it? Maybe you should read it and, and get it correct. Uh, do we have to read it? I thought you knew it. Uh, okay. We have the acceptable, the good, acceptable and perfect. Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? Um, Thank you, Lord. Yep. Well, he says that um, um, living sacrifice. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Romans 12. Read from the King James. Romans 12, verse 1. Romans 12, verse 1. Romans 12, 1. King James. Romans 12, verse 1. Yes. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, mm -hmm. by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies as your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. Verse 2. And be, and be not conformed to this world, yes. but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, uh -huh. that ye may prove what is that good. What is good? And acceptable. Acceptable. And perfect. And perfect. Will of God. Will of God. Amen. Good, acceptable, and perfect. When you take the perfect out, you have good and acceptable. They are in a category of the permissive will. Permissive and then the perfect. Permissive is that you want your child to become a, a medical doctor. Your child says, no, I want to be an actor. He says, okay, that, that's what you want. Fine, permissive. But the perfect is this. And most of us are not in the perfect will, but in the permissive will. When you are in the permissive world, a certain dimension is not over you. A certain uh, uh, covering is not over you. And you can easily be touched. It's a problem. Amen. Last scripture. I think I've spoken a lot. It's, it's enough. Let's just read one scripture and go. John 1, 9 to 10, from the King James first. John chapter 1, 
Oh, Lord, help us. John chapter 1, from verse 9 to verse 10, if I got it right. John 1, 9 to 10. John 9, 1 to 10. KJV. 1 to 10? Yes. 9 to 10. Oh, John 1, 9 to 10. That was the true light, which lightened every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Hmm. Amen. All right. Read the Amplified Classic for us, please. There, there, there it was, the true light, mm -hmm. was then coming into the world, the genuine, perfect, steadfast light that mm -hmm. illuminates every person. He came into the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him, did not know him. Mm -hmm. Amen. How painful and how difficult it is. Can you imagine your life like this? He was in the world. But the world did not know him. He was a true light. Which was the life of men. And they didn't know him. But he, he made the world. And he came into the world. And they did not know him. Hey. Hey. It is a certain serious thing. That you say that you have received Christ. <laughs> you, are, you have salvation. You go to church. You pray. And you don't know him. Simple question. By your walk and experience with him. Who is Jesus? By your walk and experience with, by your relationship with him, who is Jesus? By your relationship with him, who is the Holy Spirit? Don't give me Bible. Give me your life. That's what I'm talking about. Your walk. I, I've walked with him and this is what he said and by my relationship and this with him, Oh, this is he, who he is to me. That's what I'm talking about. This is what he led me and told me to do. By his visitations and by fellowship, these are the things he opened to me. This is the impact and this is where I have come so far. And this is who I am in him. By evidence and by power. He was in the world. You see? So, it's different from having salvation and Christ is formed in you. When is it going to happen? When is it going to happen for you? All right. This is why I can go today. A word, a word 
Oh, a word is Amen. Any questions, please? Any questions, please? Let me try to understand you well. Um, is, it, is it not the Holy Spirit that is supposed to uh, help us in our infirmities, including our lack of knowledge? So if Christ came to the world and we were unable to know him as we should, is it, is it not because the Holy Spirit has not opened our eyes? Oh, our minds to accept him as we should. Good. Is that a question? Yes. That's the question. You see, your question needs an answer in a question form. Why is it that some know him and some don't know him? Uh huh. So why is it not helping you? So, the, the Holy Spirit chooses. That is the problem. The Holy Spirit chooses who to assist. No. No. That is the problem. The Holy Spirit does not choose that I'm going to. Are you here? Okay. The Holy Spirit does not choose. That out of 10 people in a church, for example, let me ask us two. No. What did he tell Joshua? We just read it. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate therein day and night and observe to do. If Joshua did it, then we saw the impact. And that is the general rule. He has given us his word. And has, like, for example, who here has not received Christ? You all have. Good. And what's the next stage? He says, I labor unto Christ's word, formed in you. And James says that, do not be listeners of the word, but what? Doers of the word. So, let's honestly say the words we hear are we doers. Because the Holy Spirit is in all of us. We, we have him. Bible says our salvation, the Holy Spirit is the guarantor of our salvation. He guaranteed our salvation. Because when Jesus was on earth, he was able to operate, operate because of the Holy Spirit. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with what? Power and the Holy Ghost. Who went about doing good. So Jesus could not operate on earth 
without what he called my father who lives in me, that was the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that the resurrection of Jesus was by the glory of God. That is the Holy Spirit. So we are open to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, and then they spread forth the message of the Spirit. And Paul even introduces us to the person of the Spirit more. And even Jesus, before he left the earth, he told the disciples, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, whom my Father was sent in my name, will teach you all things, will lead you. So, Papa, the Holy Spirit is willing to lead us. But he can do it through a process. There are those who can just read a book, be very wild about it, and their eyes are open. There are those who need to be tutored. That's also there. So, which part that works for you, there should be a manifestation. But if we are not the doers, how can he be the leader of non-doers? There's my wife. I don't say, oh, I know the Holy Spirit. You speak to me, we are fine. No. I listen to preachings of other pastors. Listen. I can listen to preachings four hours non-stop. What am I doing? My dimension is not enough. Let me tap into another person's dimension. Those who came before me and those who even came with me but were also introduced to higher anointings by means of relationship with the fathers of the land. Are you catching it? I was telling a sister last, last time that when the calling came, I had a friend who was connected to one of the fathers of the land in, in Christianity. And so I would listen to him when he, tell, when he tells me what he told him. Are you catching it? Hey, stop. Are you catching it? Are you catching it? Because I, I might, there was no way for me to get that chance to be closer to that mighty man of God at that time. But he was closer. And I would listen to what he told me. So he'll be sharing with me. And as I hear, I'm open to it. Are you catching it? So the Holy Spirit doesn't say that, oh, I'm just choosing these people to assist. He is for all of us. If he has, he's in all of us, that means he's for all of us. It is up to us to want to step up. That is why the church is the pillar and ground of truth. I don't know if I answered you well. I don't know. I'm trying. Stop. I'm trying. All of us in the same sufficiency. Okay. Because you were not here when I read the scripture, let me just read this one and then get you the message to also listen to it. But let me just open the scripture to you. I believe it's of Ephesians 4, 11. Please read Ephesians 4, 11 from the Passion Translation. 
Let me try to make it in the simplest form. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. From Ephesians the Passion Translation. 4, 11 to 12. Yes. And he has appointed some with the grace to be apostles. He has appointed some people with the grace to become apostles. Mm-hmm. And some with the grace to be prophets. Some with the grace to be prophets. And some with the grace to be evangelists. Uh-huh. And some with the grace to be pastors. Uh-huh. And some with the grace to be teachers. So, in the church, some people are apostles. Some people are supposed to be prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Now, for those who have already answered their calling, this is what they are supposed to do for those who have not yet answered the yes. Verse 12. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers. No, no, no. Some of the holy believers. All, all the holy So believers. those who have answered their calling of apostleship or the prophetic or the evangelistic or the pastoral or the teaching ministry, their calling is to do what? Nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do what? To do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. There's division. Yes. Of, of, the, calling. of the calling. Yes. It's not as if it's going to give one person no. uh, prophecy, the, the spirit of prophecy, apostleship, uh, to become an evangelist or to be a teacher, but it's going to be diverse. It's going to be diverse. All of us. Uh-huh. Let's assume yeah. that we are here. I think those are about um, seven uh, Gifts. No, not, not the healing, the, the teaching. No. No, 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 we are talking about the main ministry calling. There are five. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor. Five. Yes. Assuming we are ten here, um, one person will not be able to take all the five gifts. That's not, what, that's not what he said. He said he gave some. So if we are 10 here, it could be two of us are apostles. One of us is a prophet. But whatever I am, if I'm evangelist, I am supposed to help another believer to also become what he's supposed to be. So all the believers in total are supposed to do their ministry. You understand? I don't know if you, if you get the picture. Read it one more time. And let's read it slowly. Mm-hmm. Read it slowly. I like, I like, I like the question. Ephesians 4, 11 to 12. Yes. And he has appointed some to, to, with the grace to be apostles. Some. And some with the grace to be prophets. Uh-huh. And some with the grace to be evangelists. Uh-huh. And some with the grace to be pastors. Uh-huh. And some with the grace to be teachers. Okay. So wait a Let's say we are 10. Out of the 10, only two have answered their ministry calling. I am an, I'm a pastor, for example. 
and then you are an evangelist. We know it. The eight don't know. They don't know. Out of the eight, there's another evangelist, there's another prophet, there's another, but they don't even know what their, their calling is. And we might not even know what their calling is. But we, you and I, together, you and I together like this, whether in the same place, or maybe you are in a different ministry, I'm in a different ministry, or we are together, our main work is to what? Verse 12. This is our main work. Out of 10, two of us, we know our calling. Eight don't know. What are we supposed to do for all the eight? Let's go. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. <laughs> and as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. Called. Uh, we are getting late, so I'll, I'll, I'll ask my next question, okay. which is in furtherance of this, because that has also been a bit confusing. Confusing in the sense that um, Paul, in one of his epistles, uh, said those that he knew, he foreknew, he made this. Oh, I've seen the scripture. Yes. Meaning that even before we came into existence, like Jeremiah said that even when yes. we were cloth of, before we were, yes. He, yeah, he knew us. Meaning that before we even became members of this church, uh, as to whether you'll be a prophet, yes. as to whether you'll be a teacher, he knew. As he knew. But you don't know. But we don't so know. the one who has answered is supposed to help you know. You see, so, Yes, you did. <laughs> you did. So it would appear to me that uh -huh. uh, it is not everybody that Christ died for. Oh, you have you have you have thrown us away. No, because you have thrown us away. It's, it's not everybody. He said, "All the people you gave me." Watch this. I understand what you're saying. All the people you gave me in John 17, I didn't lose anyone except the son of perdition. Whether you like it or not, there are some people who reject the salvation message. It's not because Jesus didn't die for them. He died for the whole world. True or not true? He said the kingdom of God is like someone who was going to buy a field but saw a treasure. He was going to buy a Porsche but he saw a treasure and decided to buy the whole land. So he came for his own Israelites. They refused to accept him. Now he died for all. He says as many as received him and believed him, he gave them the right to become as many he didn't limit it. So all of us who have received Christ and are being nurtured into our calling were predestined, like you said. He knew what we were supposed to be before we came. But we didn't come knowing. He, but he has given some people the grace to know their calling and to help those who don't know to also become 
Matthias was not part of the, the, the apostles. Right? Matthias was prayed and elected because Judas was out. All this while Matthias was an apostle and he didn't even know. He took the disciples to help Matthias know. Then Steve, Stephen, who was also stoned, came to the system. Paul, who thought he was fighting for God, trying to go and arrest the Christians, had an encounter with Jesus and realized that, oh, this is what it is. I'm doing a mistake. I'm supposed to be on their side. And he later on became an apostle. Through him, Titus, Timothy, these guys all became apostles because they that have received their calling should nurture the believers, all of them, to know what they are called. Yes. Maybe I don't understand. Help me understand. What he is saying. Uh huh. When he used Jeremiah as an example, yeah. that, uh, Jeremiah said God knew him when he was a cloud of blood in yes. his mother's womb. So if you're going to become a prophet, God knew it before your existence. Yes. So why wouldn't God help you to know it without going through all the struggles? But then we have to also know that although he knew us to become prophets, pastors, teachers, and etc., he has also given us the will to also choose whether we want to do it or not. He's not forcing it on us. When, when, when you were coming to this world, God knew you would go to school and learn how to speak English. Why didn't you start speaking English, but you had to be trained? You see it. Jeremiah had an encounter, but Elisha had to go through Elijah. So it's not everybody that is able to, like I was preaching, I said some people sometimes have the encounter to know what they are. Because they are not in a place where they can be told. Others like you are in a place where you can be told that there was a calling and there was a way to go about it. So the environment or placement is part of it. For example, me, as I was telling you, I didn't know who was going to train me. I had friends who were connected to the fathers. When I say the fathers, you understand, of Christianity in Ghana. So when they talk, I listen. Then I will pray. Then I heard about another man of God. I said, let me read his books. Let me listen to his preachings. Then I started realizing so many things. That is why the scriptures, he didn't tell Joshua. Just as Moses, uh, Moses had an encounter, burning bush. But Joshua had to go through Moses to become what he, he was. So sometimes people receive that direct encounter. Others also go through the process of being taught, like he said, to nurture. So those who already know this, they are also to nurture others who don't know. So they can know and they can become. Jesus came teaching the disciples. So we are also to do what? Teach. He says go, to, go throughout the nations and make disciples of all nations. So a lot of people have been called and they are not even Christians yet. And the Bible says, how would they know if they, they've not been taught or preached to? And how can, they be a, how can they be a preaching if there's no preacher? 
So somebody has to go and preach and make them realize, ah, so there was a salvation. They come into their salvation and they realize that, oh, I'm not just to be saved. I have a calling on my life to, to work on, the, on behalf of God on earth. Just like the apostles. So not everybody will have the Jeremiah encounter. Some will have the Joshua encounter. Some will have the Elisha encounter. Some will have the 12 apostles encounter. And it goes on and on and on. I don't know. I, I look at you. I don't think you are, you are, you are okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. I don't know. You know, in our Christian faith, you tend to read a lot of books, uh, a lot of literature, and all that. Um, the, uh, what do you call this uh, Dutch uh, theologian uh, who talked about? Uh, I, I think the abbreviation is total depravity, uh, unmerited favor, uh, 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 limited grace, uh, and all that. The perseverance of the saints that if God has chosen you to be uh, for you to work for him in this world, no matter what you do, you can sin, you will come back. You will come back to do his work until uh, this theologian, a, a Dutch, he wrote, it's so, it, it's so extensive. I can promise you from my heart and from the scriptures, yes. it is not true. That if God has called you to become this, look, I, know, I understand what they're saying. There are many theologians, even when you read Bible concordance, yes. a lot of Bible uh, commentaries. Yes. These are all people speaking from a theologian and um, a, a perspective of personal ideologies. We are talking about the scriptures and not doctrines. Of course, all doctrines are from the Bible. But I don't want to keep other members. Yeah, uh, we, we, we will deal more with it. But I want to honestly tell you, Paul says something. He says the things that we have preached, even if an angel comes to preach a different thing, he says don't believe. Yeah. Why? Because many will make branches out of the truth. That that is their belief. Are there not churches in this world that think that women should cover their head? Others too don't think it is, it is necessary. Some have banned women from perming their hair. And they will still give you scriptures. And those who are saying that it is not supposed to be so, that you, you, you should feel free. Aha. Uh -huh. In Nigeria. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. So why is it? Yes. It's you. And so everybody will make their doctrine believing they've seen the scriptures. You get it. But the best thing for everybody is to read it word by word and go the word by the word. That's why we read many translations to get all the words and see the plain ones. He says that it is they are calling to nature, right? And what? 
prepare all the holy believers to do their own ministry. It just means all the holy believers have their ministry. When we say their ministry, it's not they are going to start churches, but they have their service in the kingdom of God. And their service in the kingdom of God is a calling. Look at, for example, church like Presby. They have a lot of pastors. They've not gone to start their own personal churches, but they, they have started branches of Presby. Are they not doing their ministry? Out of Presby have come more Presbyterian pastors. They didn't ever know even they had a calling before. Until the word of God and training, and they realize that, ah, I didn't even know I, I could even speak in tongues until I heard the preaching. I didn't even know there's something called laying of hands. They are miracles. Evangelistic. You see? So, before I read anybody's book, if the agenda of the person is not to reveal the person of Christ and the spirit to me, I threw the book away. I can never base my destiny on just theologies. I base my, my destiny on truth and realities of the scriptures. Every scripture, every book, every literature should lead me to the person of Christ and the Holy Spirit and my calling. This is not the first time I've heard you have somebody say that if God has called you, no matter what you do, you answer the call. It is never true. It is never true. It is never true. Demas. You remember Demas in the Bible? Paul said, Demas has what? Forsaken me. He knew his calling and he left. Do you know how many people have resigned from their calling? But they knew it. Some have resigned. Some died without repentance. Some committed suicide in the ministry without repentance. They died. So some have died and they didn't even fulfill their calling. <laughs> we will go, but I'll, I'll show you how to get the message. Maybe after listening to it, you might have more answers. And if they are, if you still have questions, you can do voice audio on WhatsApp. Send them to me. I'll get the answers so that when we come, I will just present them to you. I, I love, I love questions. I tell you, I love questions. So thank you for. The questions. Can we have communion, please? As we are closing. Yeah. Glory to God. Ah, uh, yeah. Huh. Um, the painful thing is in all of the information we have, we shouldn't leave this world without fulfilling our calling. That is the bottom line, the bottom line truth, right? We shouldn't leave this world without fulfilling what God called us to do. And that is the main thing because we shall be judged by the giver of the gift one day. So our prayer is that whatever we are called for, we should never miss it. Time is not for us. Life is not for us. One day, the giver of life and the giver of the gift will call us to account.
That is the bottom line. You see, when you're in school, some are very um, lazy. Some will never come to school. They are low on punctuality. But at the end of the day, there's, there's, there's exams. <laughs> and the teacher will not come and say, oh, as for you, you are not coming, so let me pardon you. Everybody will write there. That's the, that's the important thing. When we are faced with judgment, what do we have to present before Jesus? That you gave me two talents, you gave me three talents, you gave me one talent, and I work with it. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> no, you will not be like that. Amen. Yes. So please get the questions coming. Maybe audio or anything. I'll make sure I answer them. Yes. All right. Pray and submit um, your open your heart before the Lord as we are taking the communion. The blood and the body of Christ. Blood, the body was broken for us. The blood is the New Testament. And you are praying that as I take the communion, these are the things I want to see in my life, in my Christian life. That Jesus who was able to fulfill his calling and even called others into the calling, they were able to stand in the test of time. They were able to stand in hard times. They were able to stand like Paul says, preach in season and out of season. As they were able to stand, they, as they were able to even answer their call. Help me answer my call. Let the blood and the body of Jesus help me out of every weakness, any interference, whatever is stopping me, whatever I am too attached to, that I'm not able to turn and say yes to the Lord. Help me come out of that weakness. The battle of my mind, the battle of my heart concerning the things of God, concerning what God wants me to do. Sometimes the fear, sometimes whatever it is, you know it. So let the blood and the body of Christ help me out of this weakness. Help me out of this battle. Help me out of the sins that I do that they don't please the Lord. I don't want to be walking up and down, always sinning, always sinning, always sinning. I believe the blood of Jesus and the body of Christ is my, 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 my solution into coming out of chronic sinning and weaknesses. Keep praying, keep praying. Oh, Fako Shebadadabaya. Oh, that we will please you. 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 That we will please you, Lord. Jesus said, not my will, but let your will be done. Not my will. Not my will. Not my will. But let your will be done. No matter what I go through in life, not my will, but let your will be done. Let your will be done. I'm coming out of sin, coming out of weaknesses, and I'm pleasing the Lord. 
Not my will, but your will be done. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the body and blood of Jesus. We take this and we are strengthened. We take this and we are walking in obedience to your word, to your spirit, to your will. We take this and we are walking strong spiritually and physically. We take this and we are out of any temptation and resistance against us obeying you and pleasing you. We take this and we walk in the wisdom and the strength of Jesus Christ. And we say that as Jesus made impact in this world and in people's lives and called others to also make impact, so shall we also make impact. We receive the strength and grace in Jesus' name. Every sickness is healed in Jesus' name. You are kept and protected by the power of God in Jesus' name. Let's take the communion. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless us. We are closing. Shall we be, please be upstanding for a blessing, prayer of blessing? Let's be upstanding, if possible. May the Lord that knew you by name before you came into this world, the Lord that saw your destiny before we came into this world. The Lord that knows the number of hair on our head. The Lord that is able to add inches to our height that we cannot. I pray that he will continue to preserve us and by his spirit help us open the eyes of our understanding. Open our hearts to his will and to his voice. Help us to will and to do of his pleasure. Help us to stand and grow in dimensions of his realms. I pray that you shall escape death that is not yours. Premature death and untimely deaths. Things that will haunt you and make sure that you don't prosper in the presence of God. You have escaped them in the name of Jesus. Going in the power and in the presence and in the peace of God. Spirit of God, we ask that you continue to fill us, help us, lead us, and teach us in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. I think you have to read the jewel so that we say, we repeat after you so that Papa can also um, get it. All right. If you have your offering, you can present it. God bless every offering in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let's say before you, after you. So. Right, we're going to read Jude 1, 24 to 25. Okay. Now to the one with enough power. Now to the one with enough power. To prevent me from stumbling into sin. To prevent me from stumbling into sin. 
And bring me faultless before his glorious presence. And bring me faultless before his glorious presence. To stand before him with ecstatic delight. To stand before him with ecstatic delight. To the only God our Savior. To the only God our Savior. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Be endless glory and majesty. Be endless glory and majesty. Great power and authority. Great power and authority. From before he created time. From before he created time. Now and throughout all the ages of eternity. Now and throughout all the ages of eternity. Amen. Amen. God bless you.